For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
we're at a quiet and still place away from the world's turmoil, right? So he uh, leads me beside the still waters. Again, we see that peace. And then he restores my soul. What does that mean? He restores my soul. What is our soul? It's our mind, our emotions, and our will. And how many times does the enemy attack us in those very places, our emotions? How many got their emotions attacked just today? Probably a lot of us did. But he's Jehovah Rapha. He's the God that heals spirit, soul, and body. Jehovah Rapha, he's the healer, not just of our physical bodies, but our soul, our mind, emotions, and our will. When I'm attacked with sickness, I can call on Jehovah Rapha. He's the God that heals me. Um, I want you guys to get a picture in your mind of the devil putting sickness on Jesus. Can you see Jesus sitting up on the throne, coughing and hacking and sneezing and having a fever, just feeling really crummy? No, <laughs> we never see that. And it's absolutely ridiculous. It, would just as, it should be just as ridiculous to us that the devil puts sickness on us. Right? He has no right. You're absolutely right. He has no authority. We sit back and we let him so many times, though. But it should be ridiculous to us. So next time you start getting attacked with sickness, this is just ridiculous. It's not happening. Right? It should be ridiculous. So we have Jehovah Rapha. He is the God that heals us always. Amen? All right. And then continuing in verse 3. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Anybody know the redemptive name for this one? This one's the little one that's hard to say. Jehovah Sitkanu. He is our righteousness. And why are we righteous? Righteous, what does it mean? It means to be standing right with God. When we come to God, we are righteous. We, even though we may not feel worthy inside of us, God says we are righteous. He has given that to us because he is Jehovah Sitkanu. We cannot earn righteousness, nothing we can do to make ourselves better. The Bible even says all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. So the things we try to do to God or do for God can be filthy rags if we're doing it to try to earn righteousness. Amen. So we stand right with God. When he looks at us, he doesn't see us sick. So why do we tell him we're sick? Oh, I'm so sick, God. Take care of this for me. We are not sick. He does not see us that way. We need to see ourselves as God sees us. Now, we get attacked, but we don't claim it for our own, right? We pray and we get rid of that stuff. We don't want that hanging around. So God looks at us. He doesn't see us sick. He sees us as wonderful and complete, and then sometimes we go to him, oh, I'm just not worthy. How many of you have ever done that? You go to God, and I told the kids on Sunday morning we had a time of prayer and um, worship, and I said, you know, sometimes we go f in front of God, and we just feel so unworthy standing in the awesome presence of God. Have you ever felt that way? It's just like an overwhelming, you are so awesome. How can I even stand here? 
And God sees us as worthy. He sees us as worthy. We are worthy to go before him. And when the devil starts putting those words in your mind, you're not worthy, you, you say, uh-uh, you're the liar. God's not a liar. Amen? All right. I like this one, too. Doing the right actions doesn't produce righteousness, but righteousness will produce right actions. Because we're righteous with God, we want to do the right things. We don't want to argue with God. If he says we're righteous, we are righteous. If we can learn to see ourselves as God sees us, think of the powerhouses for God that we could be. Amen? If everybody in this church building just got the sense of how righteous they are, wow, what a difference the world could be. But, and, and the whole body of Christ seeing themselves as righteous. So we need to learn to see ourselves as God sees us. Look in his word to see what he says about you. We got to stay in his word, right? If you believe the word, how many of you believe the word? What parts of the word? Good answer. All of the word. So we read the word. We find out what God says about us. All of God's word. And we can't help but see ourselves as righteous. Amen? All right. So we need to train ourselves. In 2 Timothy 3.16, what's the verse? Everybody knows it. Workman who nods, be it. Study to show yourselves approved unto God. We have to stay in the word. We have to study. Can't just get our Bibles out on Sunday. We have to be in that word. We have to know what we possess. Amen? So train ourselves. I am righteous because Jehovah's Sitkanu is my righteousness. Amen? All right, look at verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. When it's talking about the valley of the shadow of death, it is not talking about physical death. It's talking about spiritual death. In spiritual death, what is it, what's it compromised of? Sin, sickness, being separated away from God. So we need to understand God is with us. His word of God, um, the rod and staff, are the word of God. We can look to his word for comfort. And so what's the redemptive name here? Anybody know? It's Jehovah Shammah. He is the God who is always with me. His word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We can walk away from God, and sometimes our actions are such that we wish we could hide from God. Anybody ever been there? <laughs> David was there lots of times. I take a lot of comfort uh, reading about David. David was a bonehead a lot of times. He really did some big doozies. But you know what? He always went back to God and called out to God. And that's what we always need to remember to do. Because God's never leaving us. It's us who can walk away from him. That's a bad place to be. Amen? All right, so we look to his word for comfort. It's Jehovah Shammah, the God who is always with me. He is omnipresent. We've been in All Stars talking about God and teaching about who God is. I want the kids, when they get to heaven, to know God. I don't want them to say, and who are you? 
And so we've been learning the big omni words. God is omnipresent. That means he is everywhere at the same time. And he's in the past, present, and future. My head can't wrap around that. I'm human with human limitations. But God's word says it, and it's good enough for me. Amen? So he's everywhere. We can't hide from him. David couldn't hide from him. We can't either. All right. Uh, let's see. So he is Jehovah Shammah, the God who is always with me. Verse 5. Wonderful verse. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Anointing with oil is a symbol of what? The Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad he gave us the Holy Spirit? He told us he was sending the Holy Spirit. And what's the purpose of the Holy Spirit? What's his job? He's our helper. He's our comforter. Teacher, he's there with us always. When you go to the movie theater, you take the Holy Spirit with you. When you're in the grocery store, the Holy Spirit is walking right with you. He's always there. So he has prepared a table. He's anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. It doesn't say, I'm giving you just enough to squeak by on this lowly little earth. It says, my cup overflows. Isn't that wonderful? Overflows. He covers us with his Holy Spirit. And the covenant name here is Jehovah what? Nisi. He is our banner. He is our banner. He's the one that's always there. He's our victory. How can we expect to eat at the banquet table? You know, when he's talking there about you prepare a table before me, it's the banqueting table. There's a banqueting table waiting for us. And we want to eat at that table, but we can't eat there if the enemy is sitting there with us. The enemy is not at that banqueting table. It is us. Isn't that great? So we don't have our enemies there. They're behind us. They've been defeated. So when we're sitting at that banqueting table, we don't have to keep turning around and looking at them. They're insignificant. They've been defeated. We just look at the things that God has prepared for us. Amen? So he, Jehovah Nisi, he's my victory, and he has defeated my enemies for me. We don't have to defeat the enemy. Never does it say defeat the enemy. Jesus did that. All we have to do is stand on God's word and accept what Jesus has done for us. Amen? I'm glad I don't have to defeat him. Although in Revelation, we sing a song in All Stars. It says, is this the one? Is this the one that made the earth tremble? Is this the one that makes the kingdom shake? And the Bible says in Revelation, you've probably read it. It says when we see him, when we see the devil on that day, we're going to say, that's him? That's the one that did all this? He's puny. He's insignificant. He's been defeated. Keep your eyes off of him. Don't think of him. He's been defeated. All we have to do is stand on God's word and what God's word has promised us, which is victory. He's Jehovah Nisi, my victory. He has given me rights to his kingdom. Now, sometimes we still have to wrestle the devil for them. Um, he doesn't want to give up easily, and he wants to test us just to see how serious we are about God's word. And he'll come with attacks. 
but we just have to stand up to him and know, uh-uh, ain't doing it, devil. You've been defeated already. Just remember to stand in your righteousness. The word says that when we speak the word, what does the devil do? He flees. He doesn't like it when we speak God's word. That is our weapon, you know, our spiritual warfare weapons. That is our, um, not defensive, but offensive weapon is the word of God. We speak the word, he has to flee. Amen. All right, and then verse 6 finishes. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He has made me complete. That's a good promise. He didn't just start something and walk away. He has completed his work. We are complete in him. What a promise. And that's not just for pastors. It's not just for people that have been born again for many years. It is for everyone who calls on the name of God. Right? It's a promise for everyone. So, I want to go back to verse 5. God, that's the one you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil, my cup overflows. He's prepared a table for us. Where is that table? As I already said, it's in the presence of our enemies. He didn't take the enemies away. They're here. But he provided for us in their presence. You think that makes the devil mad? I think that makes him really mad. I like that. So the enemies that it's speaking of, of course, are the devil and his works, right? Let's look at 1 Peter 5.8. All right, so 1 Peter 5, 8. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like, everybody say like, like a roaring lion. He is not a roaring lion. He has no big teeth. He has no big claws and big body mass. It says he's like a lion. That's how he wants us to see him, but he's not like that. So he's like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So he's looking all the time for chinks in our armor. He's looking for ways he can get into our lives. But again, we don't have to let him, do we? We shouldn't let him. All right. He tells us not to fear. Jehovah Shammah is always with us. He uses his rod, which is his word, to beat off the enemy. He uses his staff, the word, to lead us. His word defeated the enemy, and his word will hold him back out of our lives. Aren't you glad he gave us his word? Remember, on this, at this time, on planet Earth, the devil is still the god of the earth. He still has the authority here. He got that authority way back in the Garden of Eden when Adam sinned. But we're not of that kingdom. We are of the kingdom of the Father. So, but he is still in charge of this world right now. But it's coming to an end soon, very soon. Aren't you glad? 
But the good news is Jesus is our redemption. We talked about that. He paid a price so that we don't have to let the enemy bother us. We're to sit at that table and look what's there. Don't look at the enemy behind when you're sitting at that table. He has no right to come to the table. Let's turn over to Psalm 37. A few pages back. And 1 through 3. Psalm 37, 1 through 3. Do not fret because of evildoers. Do not, or be not envious toward wrongdoers. For they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. So the enemies are here, but if we don't pay them any attention, they're going to wither and die. How many of you have ever brought flowers in your house and you don't give it any water? What happens? <laughs> it's going to wither and die. So that's what we're to do with our enemies. Don't give them any mind. Don't pay attention. Speak to them. Get them out of there and let them go. They will wither and die away from us. Amen. All right. So we're invited to this banquet table. We are not supposed to just sit at the table. Have you ever been invited to somebody's house for dinner and it's loaded with lots of good food and then you just sit there and look at it? No. <laughs> All the time. So we're supposed to partake of what he has put on that table for us. He's expecting us to. He wants us to. He wants us to be gluttons at his table. He's the God of more than enough, remember? He's loaded it. There are platters heaping with healing. Amen? Bowls, gigantic bowls of prosperity. He wants us to prosper. Not so we can do selfish things, but he wants us to have all of our needs and desires, and he wants us to be able to bless others, right? So there's lots of prosperity on that table. There's huge mugs of living water. How many of you love the living water of the word? Amen. Are you getting a good picture? As you sit there, look at what's there for you. He put it there. He wants us to partake. Is the enemy attacking you with sickness? Load up your plate. There's healing there. Lots of healing. It never runs dry. Speak out those healing verses. We got to stay in the word. We got to know where those promises are so that we can speak those words out right? So instead of when you're attacked with sickness, oh, I feel so bad. I just want to go to bed. We need to say, devil, you have no right in this body. You have no authority here. In Jesus' name, I am healed according to 1 Peter 2.24. But you've got to know where to find those verses, too. At the Family Christian Store, they even have books of promises that can help you get started if you've never done that before. So speak out those healing verses. The Father put them on the table for you. Is the devil trying to steal your prosperity? How many of you have had that happen before? You know, it seems like everything goes wrong at one time. He's trying to steal your prosperity. Well, find that bowl of prosperity and dig right in. God's word says, He shall meet every need that I have. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen? So, find those uh, prosperity scriptures. Speak them out. He put them there for us. But in all of this, we do have to remember the enemy is watching. He's behind us watching what we're doing. He's looking for us to mess up. And he's going to try to distract us with sickness, with a flat tire, or your furnace goes out. He wants to throw distractions at us. 
And we can't let him do that. We can't let him make us forget what's on that table for us. Amen? I remember one time um, I was attacked with sickness. I was in the hospital, and it, like, went from one thing to another. I, I just, and I found myself saying things like, I just can't seem to get over this junk. It goes from one thing to another. I'm beginning to wonder if I'm ever going to get over this. And you know what happened? I stopped speaking God's word, and I finally had to figure out, shut your stupid mouth and start saying what God says. God says, I am healed. He is Jehovah Rapha, my healer. So we have to realize sometimes we just have to shut our stupid mouths right? Do you remember when um, the little girl had died and Jesus was on his way to come and when he got there the little girl had already died and there all the people were in the room wailing and crying and Jesus kicked them all out of the room. Why did he kick them out? They were not in agreement. They were not going to speak God's word. And he had to get rid of the fear, the doubt, and the unbelief. And we have to get rid of that doubt and unbelief in our lives too. Amen? So sometimes we just have to remind ourselves, shut up. And remember, that plate is right there in front of us. Now, Ephesians 6 has great promises for our protection. And when we've done all we can, what are we to do? Stand. It doesn't say, forget it, I've prayed for three weeks and it's not working. The devil would love that, wouldn't he? We have to stand. We know if God said it, it is true. And it may take a while sometimes for us to have to stand, but we stand. Can't let those little speed bumps in life get us down. Amen? I'd like to tell you that prayer and speaking the words always give instantaneous results, but that's not true. We have to stand. And as our faith develops and we're in the word and we get stronger and stronger with our faith, we don't have to stand as long next time. I remember Kenneth Hagin, um, I was reading one of his books and he talked about that. And by the time that he was taken home to be with the Lord, there was no sickness in his body. And all he had to do was, if a headache started, was say, uh-uh, and it was gone. How would you like your faith that developed? Amen. So there, it is possible. It's up to us, though, how long those things take. We have to stay in that word and don't give up. All right. At the table, load up your plate. They never run out. God is the God of more than enough. Those plates will never be empty when you go to them. They're always there. He is, and what's the God of more than enough? He is, what's the um, name of God for that? It's not a redemptive name, but it's the name of God. El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. And remember that cup in the 23rd Psalm? It overflows. Overflows. So, do you know what's on the table he's prepared for you? You have to spend time in his word. But it's not good enough just to know what's on that table. You have to claim it as yours. 
You have to see it as belonging to you. You have to see yourself righteous so that you can partake of that table. Amen? And you have to eat. You can't just sit there and look at it. <laughs> so many people, I've heard people in my life, and they go to church, and I'm, I just want to go, do you ever listen to what's being taught? <laughs> do you ever... Are you ever around those people? It's like they never get it. They don't eat. They sit there and look at it. And that's not where I want to be. Amen? We don't want to be there. We want to eat what's on that table. God doesn't force feed us. We have to make the effort. That's what our faith does. He's provided it, but we have to use our faith, and we have to reach out, and we have to take it and make it ours. Amen? So, because everyone in here, I believe everybody here is born again. Anybody here not born again? If you're not, we want to take care of that because we want you to be able to partake from that table. It's not for um, unbelievers. All right, let's close our eyes. Let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, we are so thankful to you for being all of those things for us. You are... Um, the God who's more than enough, the God who is our healer. You are our banner. You are our righteousness. And all the things that we've talked about tonight, thank you. Thank you. We don't take that lightly. We are so thankful that you are there for us. We're thankful that you never leave us nor forsake us. You are there no matter what is happening in our life. We can reach out to you and you are there. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit, anointing us with your oil, and that we have overflowing cups. Thank you, Father. I thank you for everyone that's here tonight, and I thank you that you meet every need in their life. And Father, if they've never learned how to trust you, Holy Spirit, that's what your job is. You're to lead us, you are to teach us, and help us to get a hold of that so we can get that down in our life. We don't want to go out of here being the same. Every time we come into this building, that is our heart cry. We don't want to leave here the same. We want to rock this world for you. We want to be able to further your kingdom. So, Father, thank you for this lesson tonight. Thank you for the hearts that were prepared to receive it. And I thank you that that word is falling on good soil and that it's going to come to fruition, Father. And these people are never going to be the same. I thank you for health and healing in our bodies. As people around us are sick, Pastor Jimmy's home being attacked tonight, and I just thank you as we prayed before I left. You are his healer. And we just um, know we're going to have that good report when I get home. We just thank you, Father, for Pastor Scott as he's away. Help him to have a time of refreshing and some fun while he's there and uh, to be safe and also to be a witness. Let him further the, further the kingdom down there. We know he'll do that. We know him. And we just ask you to bring him back safely to us. So, Father God, in Jesus' name, we give you all these things from our heart because we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, I have a few announcements.